Brother and Sister Weber pastored for over 25 years in Lafayette, Louisiana, built a church, started that church, built it up to a great church, over 500 people, and he now serves as the district superintendent of the Louisiana district, having oversight of more than 400 churches, greatly used of God, a man of revival, of faith, and we have been blessed already, and I know you're going to be blessed by his ministry. Would you welcome to East Wind Pentecostal Church, brother and sister, Daryl Weber, in Jesus' name. We have to point that toward the one that deserves it more than any of us or anyone else. Can you give God a wonderful ovation of praise, adoration, magnify Him? Nothing ever goes wrong when you praise, but everything goes right. The power of the presence of God, nothing can ever equal the presence of God in our lives. Amen. Well, I used to say grab your Bibles in the old days, but now we grab our phones and our iPads. Whatever form of scripture you have, the Holy Bible, would you grab it? Uh, and for those that uh, don't have a grabbing capability, we'll have some screens that will, that will let you cheat. And uh, you know, I'm just an old-fashioned guy. i got to have something that I can hold. And uh, I, I uh, have a phone, an iPad, and I always have a hard copy Bible. And I left Lafayette in a hurry and left my hard copy Bible. And now I can't fuss at anybody for leaving their Bibles at home. So uh, what an honor it is to be with this great, great church. We're turning to the book of Acts chapter 2 while we're looking for that hard to find book for apostolics. I'm going to give you a little time to navigate through the scriptures finding the book of Acts. I want to say what a, what a pleasure it is. I've spent the weekend, Karen and I got to be with your leaders over the weekend in Orlando um, at a wonderful hotel setting and a banquet facility, and we, we, were, we met, we, we talked, we discussed, your pastor uh, shared vision, uh, great things took place, and the presence of God descended upon us in that room multiple times, and, uh, and it's God's way of saying I'm with you. In fact, I believe the Old Testament uh, character Moses, he says, if you don't go with me, I'm not going, God. I'm so thankful that I'm in a church this morning that God is with us. Praise God. He is. That means the world. That means everything. God is with us. I'm so thankful that His presence is filling this place. Uh, the early uh, service, we at Lafayette, we had two services. We called the first service the early church. <laughs> uh, and so the early church this morning, folks, we had church. Wow. I mean, the Holy Ghost failed. It was a beautiful time. And, and it's not dependent upon a special speaker. It's not dependent upon any personality. It's dependent on where people are hungry, where people have faith. And I can sense it in this place right now. My dear brother that led worship and this praise team have led us into the beautiful presence of God. The media and the sound, everything has just been ordered. The, the hostesses and ushers and all of those involved have set the stage with their work and with the, the things that they've committed unto God. And now God is going to work in this place. That's His promise. Where two or three are gathered in my name. Yeah, he said, 
I inhabit the praises. We have all types of promises. You don't have to wonder, is God going to be here? He was here anticipating your arrival. And He knows what you're going through and He knows the things you're facing and He knows every detail of your life, even things that those around you do not know. And He has met you here before you walk out of this room. The Holy Ghost, the power of God is going to work mightily in your life. You do need to be here tonight at 6.30 for service. And thank you. I got an amen, a yes, and I got a Baptist nod and a Catholic tap of a foot back here. But I'll take anything I can get, praise God. Tonight at 6.30, we're going to have some worship. I heard it. I've never been in a Sunday night service at East Wind, but I've heard some good stuff. We're going to come in here and shout and dance and worship. God's given me a message that if you bring your faith, the miraculous is going to be here tonight. The needs that are in your life, God is going to perform the miraculous. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. I give honor to Bishop and Dr. Myers. We're so honored to be with them. Legends in the, in the apostolic world. We're so blessed uh, to stand on the foundation that was set by this great family of, uh, and this great, these great Christians of, of God. Genuine, anointed. And I'm thankful to be with their offspring. Praise God. You've been called a lot of things. I was trying to figure out what I could call you that you haven't been called. Offspring. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, Bishop, I don't know how good you were and what you poured into your son, but God has anointed him for this hour. And I see he and Sister Myers hand upon the mission and upon this church and the fingerprints of God are greatly upon this congregation. Great things are happening in the, in the kingdom of God. Again, we're honored to be with you. Glad to have the Louisiana District Women's Ministry Director with us. Karen, great to have you. God bless you. I love you. I love you like none of them do. That's right. Acts chapter 2. That's my wife, by the way, in case you were worried. It is my wife. Praise God. Acts chapter 2, verse 17. I know you've been standing. We're going we're gonna to have some church. Praise God. One of my favorite verses, if not the favorite. Here it is. Acts chapter 2, verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days. And if you don't recognize these being the last days, I'm telling you, you've had your head in the sand. These are the last of the last days. It shall come to pass in the last days. And he said, I just want you to know who's making this promise. Saith God, I will, I will, I will, I will. You don't ever have to wonder if it's going to happen if God says, I will. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And only those of us in this house who know what the Holy Ghost can do for us get excited when we hear that. Amen. I need what the Holy Ghost can do in my life. I need what the Holy Ghost wants to do in my life. I need what the Holy Ghost will do in my life. Before we walk out of this house, let me preach for just a moment on this topic. The Holy Ghost Flood. There is a flood that we need to focus on in our lives. And it is not of the world. It is of God. By the power and the authority of your name, we stand and represent, Lord, your word. We proclaim with, without fear or favor the truth of the word. And we ask you, Lord, as we open our hearts, our minds to your word, speak into our lives. 
Speak that word into our lives so it can heal and deliver and save and forgive and strengthen. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody in the house, would you say amen? You may be seated in the beautiful presence of God. There is unmistakably a move of God's Spirit like we have never witnessed before. Brother Weber, how can you make such a statement? Where have you been hiding, Brother Weber? There's so much trouble, all of the issues in our world, all of the things that are happening around us. How can you make such a statement? I have eyes and I can see what's going on around us. If I want to, I can see our society who is confused as to what is right and what is wrong. If I want to focus on it, I can look at the division and the evil in our world. If I want to, I can look at the pandemic and I can live in constant fear of tomorrow. If I want to, I can see the flood of the enemy sweeping over society and swallowing everything in its path, if I want to. And I have to proclaim this morning that you can focus on that flood if you want to. But there's another flood that's taking place that I'm going to focus on. For my Bible tells me in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. The Bible tells us that in these last days there's a flood of despair. The Bible directs us to look on the fields and look on the world and see that there's sin and trouble and hardship and heartache. Amen. All of that is converging on our world and the scripture describes it. But the Bible says when the enemy comes in with his little flood, God's always going to raise up something that's greater, something that will become the supreme answer, something that will give you power and weakness, something that will lift you up when the adversary is trying to pull you down. And he gave you this promise. In the last days, I say, I will pour out of my spirit. What is my answer, Brother Weber? It's not just this, and it's not just that, and it's not over here, and it's not what you need more of anything else. is the Holy Ghost. I don't care if you've had it for 50 years or 50 minutes or you've never had it. You need the Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness from somebody? There's nothing like the Holy Ghost. Ladies and gentlemen, something's happening in our world. There's such an outpouring of the Spirit of God. Even our world is taking notice. I want to share with you what I've noticed in our world, what I'm seeing, what they're saying, what they're talking about, about this Holy Ghost flood that is sweeping our world. I turn your attention to Hollis Research Professor of Divinity of Harvard University, Harvey Cox. He states that traditional Christianity is in decline in the United States. He goes on to point out that there's a great rise of Christians leaving 
their traditional churches. These are those traditional churches in our, our society that have been around for a long time, that are the predominantly old orthodox religions in our world. And this professor says in his studies from Harvard, he says they are in decline. They are shutting their doors. They are closing their churches. So I found another study by Harvard University report, uh, reported by author and researcher Glenn Stanton. The headlines read like this. New Harvard research says U.S. Christianity is not shrinking or declining, but growing stronger. He writes that Christians are not satisfied with their old traditional religions, so they are moving their membership to a different church. In fact, more people are attending church today than ever before in the history of our nation. I know what the media says. I know what social media says. I know what all of those out there are saying. They're saying nobody wants God. There is no God. People are closing down churches. And I believe that people are closing down churches. But more people are going to church than ever before. That means that there's never been a greater interest in God. And more people are going to church today to find more out about Him. But in the previous study from Harvard... It said that mainstream religion is in decline. Yet according to this study, more people are attending church than ever before. So, if they're not going to the old predominant churches, and they're moving to other churches, where are these people going? He says people are making theological statements with their feet, shuffling to certain churches because they offer what people come seeking. He said there are churches out there that are trendy and moving with every day's fashion, but people aren't interested in that. They want the genuine deal. And the demographics on religion, he says, of the last few decades unmistakably support this fact. So, if they're not going to all those old traditional churches, and they're not going to all the new trend-setting churches, where are they going? Thank you for asking. The Pew Research Center, and by the way, the word Pew does not denote that it has anything to do with church. It's just a research company. The Pew Research Center held a forum, and they interviewed Dr. Donald Miller, who is the director of the School of Religion for the University of Southern California. I'm giving you some very liberal colleges out there that are doing studies on religion. Listen to what Dr. Donald Miller says. The name of their article tells you where all of these people are going. Their article is entitled, The New Face of Global Christianity, The Emergence of Progressive Pentecostalism. Their article is recognizing that Pentecostalism is changing the face of what it looks like to be a Christian. Praise God. Now when I was growing up, they chased me home because I went to the Pentecostal church. I got off the bus and had to be run home because people wanted to beat me up because I was a tongue talking and they called me a holy roller. Amen. They knew there's not near enough holy rolling like there used to be. But nonetheless, I had to run for my life. Thank God I was built a little more aerodynamic than the people chasing me and I got home safely. 
But some of you don't know about that. Some of you haven't been through those things. Some of you have never received persecution because now you come in at the 11th hour. Amen. We're Pentecost. Amen. When you look at Christianity, amen, Christianity is starting to look like a Pentecost. The good thing is, if you're just coming into this, you're going to get the same reward uh, as those that have been this, in this all of their lives. They asked Dr. Miller, how do Pentecostals differ from everybody else? Now, you've got to realize, I don't, I don't know anything about Dr. Miller, but I don't think Dr. Miller is a Pentecostal. Because he begins to explain things as an observer. Not as a receiver. There's a big difference. If you've come to observe today, you won't get near the experience as a person that's come to receive. I think he was an observer. I think he's gone to some Pentecostal churches to fulfill his studies and research. I think he's made a few calls. I think he's read a few books and so they ask him, how do Pentecostals differ from everybody else? And he says, the core beliefs of evangelicals, that's all those that are closing their doors. And Pentecostals are very similar. Except that the evangelicals tend to think that speaking in tongues, healing, and other first century manifestations of the Holy Spirit were unique to the early Christian church only and are no longer appropriate elements of Christian practice. Now, I'm, I'm pretty... Now I've got to learn as a district superintendent to be more... We call this couth. Yeah, and, and more dignified. But I've got a word for this, and it's hard to spell. But when they say that... That all of the manifestations of miracles and the infilling of the Holy Ghost were just for the, those in the early church. Amen. Way back in the Bible days, I have a word and you might not be able to spell it, but here it is. I know that's not very proper, not very dignified, but I couldn't find a better word. That could not be farther from the truth. And I have, amen, I have an audience this morning that would be willing to testify that he's still a miracle-working God. He's still a saving God. Can I get a witness? Is he still a delivering God? Can he still empower a life? Can he still mobilize a life? Can he still rearrange and change a life? You've come too late if you've come here to tell us that God's power was for yesteryear. No, no, no. It's for right now. You've got, an, uh, you've got available to you in this house the mighty power of the Holy Ghost. Healing is still available. Miracles are still available. The anointing is still available. The power of God is still available. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I don't know what you're facing right now, but we come against it. If it's trying to distract or dilute truth, if it's trying to pull your focus down, we come against it. We come against sickness and disease. In the name of Jesus. 
There is no sickness or disease that can stand against that name. In the name of Jesus. The devil will throw everything he can. Pandemics and sicknesses and distractions and division. Everything to get your faith off the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise God. No wonder people are leaving those Orthodox churches. You can only be in a place so long talking about the presence of God. Talking about the power of God. Talking about the changing, glorious spirit of Almighty God. And not experience it. How many people have walked away saying, I hope we made Grandma happy today. Hope we made Papa happy today, being in church with them. But I didn't feel a thing. I didn't experience anything. But you are not in that place this morning. This thing is not man-made. This thing is not created. Amen. In some mind of a committee somewhere. But thank God that He poured out His Spirit that can take care of any issue of life right now in this room. We don't, have to, we don't even have to conclude a message. We don't have to have a certain number of songs. There, has a, there is no... When the wind wants to blow, it blows where it wants to. And somebody's hungry in here right now. I feel that from you. I feel something in this house. Somebody came here. You don't want to just come here and leave the same way you walked in. You have a hunger for God to move and minister. There's some things waiting for you at home and you can't go back home without knowing that God has somehow put His hand on it. There's no way you can go back to your job and face what you've been going through without knowing that I met with God on Sunday morning and His power moved in my life. So we take a moment right now and we say, move, oh Lord. <laughs> move, oh Lord. Here I am. I'm not going to be a statue. I'm not going to be somebody that pushes you away. Whatever you want to do, I'm wide open. My heart is yours. My mind is yours. My faith is yours. You could not keep God away from a person that has that attitude. Yes.
Praise God is pouring out His Spirit around this world. It's happening so fast and with such force that if you don't get with it, you're going to be left behind. It's so overwhelming how fast this Holy Ghost flood is flooding our world. There's literally no nation left on earth where somebody has not been filled with the Holy Ghost. I read several different reports that said there is an estimated, and by the way, these are not religious reports. In other words, they're not connected to a, a certain organization or church. They're just doing religious research. Several of these reports estimated that right now there are over one billion people on earth that have experienced this Holy Ghost infilling, speaking with other tongues. That's nearly one out of every eight people on earth. I've researched this extensively. The Archbishop of Canterbury, who is the head of the Episcopal Church, recently came out in the London Telegraph and he said, I speak in tongues every morning. And he said, everybody ought to have this experience. I'm talking about the Episcopal Church. Just several years ago, the Southern Baptist Convention voted in what they consider their general conference here in the United States to accept speaking in tongues in their churches. In many of the Catholic churches here in the United States and the South America, they have priests and parishioners who've received the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. Numerous news research centers like the Pulitzer Center and the Boston Herald and ABC News all are reporting that Pentecostalism has become the fastest growing religious movement in the world, surpassing the Islamic religion. God is doing something monumental in this world. There's never been a better time to serve Him. There's never been a better time to make up your mind to live for the Lord. The famous news agency, the Boston Globe, reports that over 15 million people a year, you need to go look it up. You need to go look it up. In their article by T.L. Lurman, Why We Speak in Tongues, you just need to read. It's amazing what God is doing. 15 million people a year are receiving the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues for the very first time. Do you realize... That means every two seconds, someone receives the Holy Ghost. There's another one. There's another one. There's another one. There's another one. I wonder if the next one will be an east wind. I wonder if the next one will be in this section over here. Or this section over here. Because God made you a promise that in the last days I'm going to fill you with the Holy Ghost if you want it. If you want the power, if you want the Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, God promises outpouring. It has taken place around us. It's never been easier. And you've never had such an open door to receive the Holy Ghost or to be refilled or replenished in your life than you do right now. 
Praise God. And when I say right now, I mean right now. If you've walked through a dry place, you can get refilled right now. Right now. Lift your hands. Would you do that? Would you do you? Would you lift your hands right now? Just open your mouth and let your voice out. Uh, I hear it already. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the floodwaters. I hear the promise being fulfilled right now. I hear it in this house. Let me tell you what you need is not a, a, a good report from your doctor. Not That's not the best thing you need. What you need is not a good meeting with the psychiatrist. That's not what you need right now more than anything else. What you need is not a bonus or a raise on your job. Amen. That's not the best thing you need right now. What you need is an inpouring, an inflow of the Holy Ghost in your life. You need God to flood your soul. You need the power of God to move on your behalf be ye filled with the spirit Paul said be ye filled brother whoever you don't know what I'm facing at home be ye filled with the spirit brother whoever you don't know what the doctor said be ye filled with the spirit uh, hallelujah. God is continuously trying to interrupt us this morning. He's continuously trying to break in. I don't want to be a barrier. I want to be a conduit. I want him to flow through my life. I've got too much in these last days that are old that's on me. Amen that I can't handle with my own humanity. I need the power of God in my life. I need Him for my family. I need Him in my marriage. I need Him in my children. That's why people are making the leap from the dead churches to places where they can be impacted by the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, you're just a moment away. You're just a praise away. You're just a, I love you, Jesus, away. You're just a praise the Lord away. There's, you're so close. You're so, you're at the door. If you'll just walk through that door, if you'll just trust God right now, if you'll just put away all of your hesitation and all of the things that are, you're trying to work out and analyze and, and all the logic, if you'll move toward God right now, He has a powerful miracle for you. Uh, yes, yes, yes.
Right now is when the pillars began to move. <laughs> it's those elders. You might not see them run down the aisle. Ah, no, no, no. Pillars don't do a lot of running. No, no, no. They are in, they're in, they're in place there, but they're holding up so much. <laughs> Amen. And the Bible says even the pillars began to shake. Amen. I wish some of our elders in this place, this church has some elders. I see some gray hair. I, I see some experience in this house. Why don't you elders show our young people right now in this place? Why don't you show us how to bring down the glory of God? Why don't you show us how it was in the old days where the power of God failed in a powerful service like this? And miracles began to move throughout that place. Elders, why don't you show some of us young people how to have have faith, amen, how to stand, how to believe, how to seek God, how to call down the power of the Holy Ghost. When the pillars begin to shake, everything in the building is going to move. Bishop, could I impose upon you just to pray over us here today? Pray over us, Bishop. Oh, yes. Lord Jesus, we love you that today, Lord. We thank you for all of your blessings and your goodness upon us, God. We ask you, Jesus, touch this congregation. Touch every heart in this service here this morning, Lord. Be with us in all things, Jesus. Let your spirit be poured out upon us, God. We need your spirit more than anything in the world. More than anything in the world, we need you, Lord. Let your spirit be poured out upon us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we Even in your 80s, it doesn't change. Even when you get elderly, it won't change. The power is still the power. The name is still as powerful as it ever will be. There is no deviation in Him. If you'll search Him, if you'll seek Him, there is an anointing He has for you in these last days. Ah. Uh, uh. Sister Mangan taught us when we were children how to pray. She says if it's just leaving your lips, it's not prayer. She says, but put your hand right here, she would tell us. And she says, that's where it needs to come from. Oh. Oh. Our problems are too big for lip service. Something needs to gather itself way down deep inside. Where God says in manifested flesh, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This fake key of the Spirit, you need to release that which God's poured into your life. If you have the Holy Ghost right now, you need to release it. Ah! 
God understands that kind of cry. God understands that kind of call. You may not even be able to articulate the words, but if you can get something crying out from in your pot, deep inside your innermost being, oh, I'm hungry for revival. I'm hungry for an outpouring. Oh, I'm hungry for a demonstration. I'm hungry for a miracle in my home. I'm hungry to see my family saved. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. 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 Ah. Ah. Jesus. Jesus. There's something about, and I'm taking a totally different direction, but I feel there's a deep undercurrent. This is not some shallow touch. There are people that feel good when they get touched by the presence of God, but God wants to do way more than touch your life. You might just be feeling what somebody is feeling that's next to you. It's called spillover. We get too satisfied with that when God wants to give us something genuine, an experience for us that we've never had before. Praise God. When she came into that house, she burst through with that alabaster box. And the Bible says she fell at his feet. This lady had never seen Jesus, never met him, never received from him. But somehow she found out what moves him. And when she found that out, she ran to him through a, an atmosphere of antagonism and judgment. The disciples were saying, who is she, a sinner woman, coming to the Lord? Let her leave. Get out of here. And Jesus says, no, you leave her alone. She fell at his feet in the position of worship. And when she began to worship him, Jesus began to receive that worship. They continued to talk about her because they were more worried about the physical amount that seemed to be wasted by the alabaster box being broken than they were about the value of the Christ in their midst. When you realize the value, I've got to give you something. I've got to give you the most expensive part of my life. Let me tell you, some of you people, you have real good discipline. She, the Bible says she didn't take the top off of that alabaster box and pour it on Jesus. She broke that box. You know, sometimes when we come to the house of God, we're good at just taking off the lid. Because whatever can be taken off can be put back on. But you want to get what you need from God, you've got to break some things. No turning back. 
No, no going back to that. And then began to worship. And when the power of worship meets the power of God, you have the power of the miraculous. Would somebody right now, would you just release whatever it is in that box you've brought to the house of God? Would you release right now? She had saved this all of her life. Perhaps God wants what you've been saving up. Perhaps God wants what you've been holding back that is so precious to you. But in this house, you have an avenue, a wide road to get to God, an opportunity to be filled in the greatest of all times of the church, the end times, where all you have to do is get honest with God and say, Lord, cleanse my heart, my mind, my soul. Anything in me that's not right, forgive me, God. I'm going to turn from all those things with your strength, with your power, with your spirit. I'm not going back there. I've committed my life to you right now. Somebody's in this house right now. There are a number of you that walked into this house. The past 18, 22 months, it has drawn a lot out of you. You've gone through much. You've faced much. But God is saying, if you'll just give it to me, if you'll give it to me right now, there is a power that will bring restoration and healing to your soul, to your mind, and to your emotions. Come on, let the Lord have His way. You can come down to the front. And it's, a, it's a step of faith that says, I'm getting out of this pew and I'm, I'm going to walk down. I'm taking these steps. They're faith steps. They're telling God, I trust you. I believe in you. I believe what you're doing. I don't understand God, but I'm trusting you right now with my life. I'm trusting you that you're the deliverer today. I'm trusting you that I will feel a strength again, a boldness again. I'm trusting you that I will feel that forgiving power. The forgiving power of that name above every name. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. That's it. Let your voice out. There's a power in your voice. The Bible calls it the fruit of your lips. There is a power. Oh, I need you. I need you. Some people want you, but I need you. I need you. I need you. I need your spirit. I need your power. I want to walk in the Holy Ghost. I want to walk in faith, not by sight. I need you. I feel his delivering power in here right now. I can recognize it. I recognize the deliverer has stepped into this room to deliver you from fear to deliver you from doubt things that have come against you things that have made you lose your focus that caused you to be distracted in the name of Jesus the deliverer is here in your midst reach out to him 
cry out to Him, He will deliver. He will part the Red Sea for you if He has to do it to get you through. Come on, there's a beautiful cry rising up in this house. If you go in scripture, you'll notice that in the multitudes, it's always the cry that he heard. It's always that one in that multitude who connected with his heart, who connected with worship, who cried out in faith.